Yes, what is going on everyone? Welcome back to the Rugby Muscle Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about periodization and planning. I know that sounds like stuff that you don't really want to consider, but it is a huge area of rugby strength and conditioning that you must, must, must consider if you want to get the most from yourself or if you actually want to get like any meaningful results whatsoever. So if you appreciate this topic, if you appreciate this podcast, of course, don't forget five-star reviews on Spotify, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, um, comments below on the YouTube video, ask any questions, and also on the Spotify, just hit the three dots or hit the, that Q&A question thing and leave a response. Those responses are much, much, much appreciated. If you ask a question, it will be answered on a future Q&A edition. Um, thumbs up, of course, on the YouTube as well. Share it with a friend that wants, that should like really listen to this sort of stuff. And if, of course, if you can share it on your Instagram stories, tag me at Rugby Muscle. That also really does help out. Now, what we're going to be talking about is not just the importance of a plan, because I think we all understand that by now, right? You listen to this, you have a plan, right? You're happy with that plan, right? Well, obviously, you know it can be improved because you listen to this. And if you want to work with us actually at Rugby Muscle, then I'll put the links for Team Rugby Muscle, our programming and Rugby Muscle Elite, our coaching in the description below as well, because you can circumvent all of this thinking, this planning, and leave it up to us to do. And easy way to do that but if you want to learn how to actually do it yourself and all the things that you must consider we will discuss that in today's episode so listen up so of course we know that we can't just do random stuff in the gym at this point right we know that we have to have a plan where we're we're increasing our efforts week on week on week in order to get better in order to play better we know that it's important if you've listened to the previous episodes of um, b- that we've built upon to get to where we are right now, you know that you need to set goals. You know that you need to uh, figure out what is needed for you as an individual rugby player. You, need, you know that you need to arrange that around your week and how your training week and your actual working week and schedule looks like in order to stay consistent with that. But with all of that in mind, I do see a common problem occurring and it's just simply down to the fact that there are so many different things to train for from a physicality standpoint as a rugby player and not just that but there are also so many different uh, ways to train those different aspects so it can be ridiculously overwhelming just to look at let alone implement within a training week and I think a huge mistake already is trying to do that, trying to implement all of these different aspects or trying to train for so many different aspects at once is probably going to be the biggest area that uh, where most people go wrong, right? Think about if you were playing for a rugby team or coaching. Now, let's say you just say playing. You weren't coaching a rugby team. You were playing for a rugby team and every single week, right, uh, you trained everything every single actually let's say every single session uh or even every single week because it would still work because it would still be ridiculous right every single session right you did kickoffs kickoff receipts you did scrums you did line outs you did attacking and defensive set piece from the back point of view but also from a whole team perspective you did handling so passing and catching and offloading kick returns you did rucking you did tackling and when I say rucking, it's all the different aspects of rucking, right? So uh, jackling, 
all that all that stuff you did everything how much time how much energy how much improvement could you really dedicate towards each of those areas very little right it would be kind of ridiculous it's just not it's just not a feasible way to train instead you need to be strategic about what you need to implement at different times of the year at different times you know and try to cycle through so that you're touching on areas because if you never did scrums if you never did kickoff receipts if you never did uh tackling then there's going to be a potential for that area to be a weakness so you would still need to consider it but you just simply cannot do that every single week so instead what we need to do is be strategic about how we're going to train these different aspects of rugby performance and i think outside of just training everything the other area where i think people go wrong is that they just um they pick a goal or they 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 train one aspect and then they just add to it right so easily the most common mistake or the way that people go about doing this is they get a generic like lifting physique program i say physique because it's like bodybuilding because it's most most lifting programs are with uh, are made with that in mind right they're made to optimize your appearance they're made to build muscle and make you look better and um obviously they're, they're so potent sometimes to lose fat as well but really it's, it's just about building muscle right and then they just add stuff to it so if we had like a chest day people would most commonly add like clapping push-ups to that chest day if we had a leg day maybe they do sprints on top of everything else that was already laid out maybe if it's even a full body session maybe they'd add some metabolic conditioning to it um maybe they see a exercise on um instagram that might help with their line out lifting or their sprinting or their passing and then they also add that in but this isn't really addressing the areas that you need to train this isn't looking at actually what it takes to improve at this stuff this is just adding extra stuff to it right this would be like to circle back to the rugby analogy this would be like taking this team and saying okay we're not going to do we're not going to try and train for everything instead what we're going to do is we're going to train touch rugby and we're just going to do touch rugby training from now on and then you realize oh crap like teams are running through us and um, our tackling is poor so then you just add tackling in and whether you add tackling in just squeezing it in where you don't really have time or you're just adding it in so that the training session runs on you're not really addressing the issue of tackling and how it how it pertains to your actual rugby performance instead what you're doing is just adding stuff in and maybe you know you're not considering okay now we need we need to understand that we need to defend differently when we're playing like then when we're actually tackling them when we're playing touch we also need to understand that we might need to warm up for that tackling we might un- not understand that um how we can attack is also going to be different when we're looking at full tackling versus touch we understand that actually those things are combined because generic lifting programs whilst they do help rugby it's a different goal right it's it's the same as touch rugby whilst if you all you did was just play touch rugby you'd improve at your actual 15s rugby performance but it's a different goal it's a different sport right so you have to have you have to go at this and this is why the very first episode of this new season was starting from ground zero because that's what you have to take you have to take a ground zero approach you can't just add stuff to it and hope that that works okay so without trying to repeat myself if you haven't heard that episode go back and listen to that what you need to do is 
have a more of a comprehensive approach that starts from ground zero that addresses the different areas which I spoke about in the previous two episodes um, of rugby strength and conditioning. So we're looking at um, aerobic capacity, we're looking at strength and uh, size, we're looking at movement quality, we're looking at speed and we're looking at power. Those five elements, we need to really understand that those five things deserve their own protocols and um, and like actual dedication, actual time spent training towards getting better at those physical traits rather than just adding that in, okay? And it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be, okay, now what I'm going to do is a powerlifting program to get bigger and stronger and a, a marathon training or a 10K training program to get aerobic better, aerobically better. And then I'm going to do a calisthenics program or some other you know, uh, agility program to get my movement quality better and then a sprinters program as well because you're just going to add too much and you're there's no way you're going to be able to recover from all of that training and luckily right for rugby um we can look at and you've probably heard me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while you've heard me talk about the 80 20 principle and it's truth especially when it comes to rugby strength and conditioning that it really does work out like this. So if you've never heard of this, it's also known as the Pareto Principle. Uh, it states that 20% of your efforts produce 80% of the results, right? So if you extrapolate that further, that means that the next 80% of your efforts are only going towards the last 20% of your results. And that's really important to understand because when you look at rugby players, we're looking to get Basically, if you look at professionals as well, we're looking to get like 80% across the board, right? Most professors, they're aerobically fit enough to probably run a four-hour marathon. They're fast enough to run a decent um, uh, 100-meter sprint. They're strong enough to put up some decent powerlifting numbers, but they're not... They're not world-class at any one aspect. Some freaks are, but that's not the point, right? You just need to get 80% of the way. And that is great news for you because... In order to, if you're really trying to get 100%, you actually need to do like four to five times the amount of work, according to this theory, right? Now, what we can do is say, okay, we're only going to focus on 80%, work towards getting 80% across the board. Then when we look to try and improve even further, we can we can do that by extending the 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 time horizon out, right? So rather than say we've got to do four times the amount of work within that month or within a given period of time for a program, we're looking at doing four times the amount of work over uh, just, but just by extending our time horizon out, right? So instead of trying to get this result in two months, now we're looking to get this result in eight months and we're being strategic about that because then we're, we're not only have we got this result in eight months, but now we've also improved in several other areas or we haven't regressed in several other areas and we're getting better. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is to do what what I really want to talk about in this podcast, and that is utilizing sort of block periodization. So strategize, strategizing um, different components, different areas to train for, for different periods of time for the year, as well as different needs um, and whatever it is that you want to train for or need to train for at that period of time, right? So basically this means 
having a plan to train certain elements at certain different times of the year or certain different times of your own timeline, depending on where you're at. Okay. Now this would start from, as we spoke about in the previous episode, addressing your individual weaknesses and um, targeting those to bring them up so that we don't have a big lagging weakness that's stopping us from being an athlete. We would then make sure that we would basically target those and anything that we're already decently proficient in, we would base, we'd basically put that on the back burner. Okay. And then we would try to bring everything else up. And, and that's how I would approach it until you become a well-rounded athlete. So you'd work mainly on your weaknesses. For the most part, that's not going to take too long. Um, depending on how weak you are in one of those areas. But if you're already playing rugby, you're not going to be that aerobically weak. It's just something that, would need to be prioritized for a little bit and then we can work on trying to get better in several other different areas now you could do this based on what you perceive is going to be your strength when you're playing in the next season or or the next uh, period of time you could also base it on just where you're at in terms of your rugby playing season so if you're in season if you're off season if you're pre-season that is to the traditional way of doing it is I'm going to, I'm off season. I need to train for these goals. I'm in season. I need to train for these goals. I'm preseason. I need to train for these goals. And we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a second, but that's just one of the approaches. You don't have to do that. You can train to get bigger to, you could train to get bigger and stronger during the season at the expense of your conditioning, because there's several different ways to work it. But if you're already fit, then you just don't need to do it. And you're always going to keep getting topped up by your games, by your training, etc. If you are seriously lagging in your fitness, you don't have to wait for preseason to get fitter. You could just train fitness. And that would show quite significantly in your games week to week. And it's just, it just, there's so many different ways to go about um, executing this in reality that it's almost not worth throwing all these different methods at you it's just worth bearing in mind that this is just what you've got to consider okay so it's not so when i get into what i'll do now is the different um phases of the season and how it is most commonly approached just understand that this doesn't necessarily 100 percent have to apply to you and maybe I'll, maybe i'll touch on those as we get into it so firstly right pre-season pre-season is a perfect time to really top up your aerobic capacity because you've traditionally been away from rugby so therefore your fitness might have slipped Um, I think more importantly for me is to touch on the elements of speed power and that special strength to prepare you for collisions to transfer whatever gains uh, strength and size wise that you made potentially even aerobic conditioning wise that you've made to transfer that onto the pitch. So th- this would be the one time I'd really make sure that we are doing um, high, high intensity power intervals. So working five seconds of all out sprints or all out uh, conditioning as fast as we can to get used to recovering from that real high intensity effort and to prepare to go again. I'd also look at speed because speed is something that will diminish when it is untrained and it is most likely not going to be trained in the off season because there's no need to train it right in the off season because you're not playing every single week. So there's just not, it's just not a need to focus on it. I'll touch on that when we get into the off season as to why that might be the case. But now it is the case that we need to train speed and power. We need to get back to moving fast, moving explosively and actually 
working the technique of speed because that's going to help us when it comes to finally getting back and playing rugby. It's also going to prepare us for injury prevention because it's going to get our hamstrings used to, we can control that volume and allow our hamstrings to become nice and strong so that we don't sprint out of nowhere or sprint fatigued out of nowhere and and pull a hamstring in preseason or in the first few games of the year. So we're really just preparing for games to come in preseason. We're not we we're not solely working on fitness. It's traditionally left to get fit in preseason. I think you should go into preseason being fit so that then preseason can be, you know, a month or two dedicated towards just being ready to play. Okay? Now, in season, because of the fact that you've got your rugby training one to two to three times a week plus your rugby games, you're looking at less volume and you're looking at potentially handling this as far as two mini peaks in intensity. So your game day or the day before a game, uh, uh, the days that you can be nice and intense, obviously extremely low volume the day before the game, but you can put some decent intensity into that session. And then the as far away from that game as you get. So if you're playing on Saturday, that day would probably be Tuesday, right? And you can, again, you can peak vo- you can peak strength a little bit higher or peak intensity a little bit higher, maybe on that Monday, maybe on that Wednesday, and you would have two peaks, two valleys, right? So your Tuesday, your Monday, Tuesday would be one peak. Your Thursday, your Friday, Saturday would be another peak. And then between that, you'd you'd have nice low intensity, but still training. You'd still train, but you wouldn't have that intensity. And then the volume would manage itself from there. And depending on what aspect of performance you want to work on. So in season, you've got lots of different areas that you can work on. I think we do need to touch on speed. Um, particularly max out speed, particularly power as well. Um, and then there's definitely still a case for keeping your aerobic conditioning ticking over just for a recovery standpoint, for a blood flow standpoint, but also for a fact that most players will still continue to experience a huge benefit in their playing ability if they were just to continue to um, get aerobically fit, particularly amateur rugby players. I do believe that. I do believe that has a lot more return on investment than players that are already strong adding an extra five kilos to their lifts. But if you're someone that needs to get bigger, get stronger, that is that is still going to be in there as well. And you can use those two spikes in intensity during the week to to train those things. And then in the off season, of course, as I just already mentioned, you're going to have less need for speed and power. And that is simply because those trained aspects will diminish quite quickly right so that's okay in the off season because we have no need to be fast we're not trained you're not training the the ability to be fast we're training the ability for that potential to be fast um you know when the season comes again so if we take our time off of doing sprint work and we dedicate that towards strength work we dedicate that towards potential some hypertrophy work we dedicate that towards um long low slow aerobic conditioning then once we've got all of that and we've got all of that gains that's given us more potential to be faster so that when we come to preseason or when we start approaching preseason we can then work on our speed work on our power and all of a sudden we're fitter we're stronger we've got more capacity to be faster and now when we're training on those aspects of speed we've got a much higher ceiling plus you add in the fact that during the during an off-season week 
you no longer have those need to have those two big spikes because you don't have a rugby game. So you don't need to condense your stresses. You can spread your stresses out between three intense sessions throughout the week. And now those could all be dedicated towards um, uh, like strength and hypertrophy. And then you could have three dedicated towards low intensity um, aerobic capacity. But then again, as I've always said, right, depending on where your weakness is at, you can you can train any aspect at any period of time during the season. There is not a huge need to do it as I've just described. So make this individualized. Each phase, each training phase doesn't even necessarily have to be in-season, off-season, pre-season. During the in-season, depending on where you're playing, right? If you're playing in England, for example, you've got eight months of a, of a season. Therefore, you can have... You can have um, two different four-month periods, which is huge. Or you could have four different eight-week periods where you're training on slightly different goals throughout those uh, throughout the season. So it doesn't necessarily have to change in off preseason. It just has to change depending on what you're trying to achieve, how much better you are improving, when you're plateauing, when you need to change it up, when one aspect might be regressing, or when your goals just might change because you know, something has happened or you've addressed, you've noticed something that you need to work on. Okay. Now those five things, once again, all right, strength and size, aerobic conditioning, aerobic capacity, power and speed, and then movement quality. Those things need to be worked on to improve your ability to play rugby. I don't think movement quality is ever a thing that is never worked on. It's just how you would go about addressing it. So you'd be looking at more rugby specific, like real rugby type movements in, during your in-season when you're playing because that trend, uh, you want to transfer that to your games. And then when you're in off-season, you're just working at whatever you are doing, you're moving as perfectly as possible. And then to train these, to, to train these areas, to improve at these areas, essentially what I would do is I wouldn't build up the volume throughout the whole training block. I would build up the volume for just the first couple weeks and then all I would do is rather than say you know you're going to increase sets or or uh, and to build muscle and you're going to decrease sets to build strength and then increase intensity you're going to increase sets to uh, and decrease sets to go faster or decrease distance I wouldn't overly um, stress about that stuff instead what I would do is build the volume up for the first couple of weeks just so that you you can become accustomed to that stress that you're putting on your body and then I would stay at that volume. And what I would do is look to increase the quality of your work, right? So what that means for strength is you would look to move, add more weight to the bar or you would look to um, yeah, add, add more weight or potentially add some reps with the same load. I like to just continually try to add weight week on week. Whether that means reducing reps a little bit, that's fine because you're still increasing strength because you're still adding that intensity. If we're looking at power, we're looking at potentially adding weight, but also we're looking at adding speed, adding movement quality to that power, looking better, being more explosive. You know what is an explosive medicine ball throw versus like a weaker medicine ball throw. I'll just simply do that. Um, when we're looking at aerobic uh, capacity, I wouldn't necessarily try to increase the distance and the time. I would like to try to increase the distance within the same period of time, right? Or keep the distance the same, but reduce that time slowly or keep the distance and the uh, 
time the same, but see that heart rate trending down for the same amount of work. That way we're still knowing that we're getting fitter. People want to think that you need to continually improve and and make it harder and harder and harder week on week on week. You don't. You just need to get better week on week, right? And sometimes that does mean making it harder, i.e. adding weight to the bar. But sometimes it just means spending enough time training that quality. And I know that's, that sounds really vague and it's frustrating, but this is this is the process. This is how it works. There is no magic periodization strategy. There is no magic amount of volume that is going to increase your strength compared to another amount of volume. There is no magic protocol that is going to get you suddenly ridiculously fitter or faster. There is just a decent amount of time and dedication spent towards increasing that physical quality and this approach that i'm talking about here just allows us to get the most amount of quality work in throughout a given period of time year season whatever way you want to look at it and that's the way i do it so hopefully that makes sense we're looking at rather than trying to improve everything at once we're just taking one to two Real key features, depending on whether our proximity to playing a rugby game or our weaknesses or things that we want to develop as part of our goals is how we want to play. And then we just work at those things as they apply to our rugby game. So lots to go into that. Hopefully that makes sense. Incorporate these strategies into your training programs if you want to optimize performance and decrease injury risk, but also like optimize enjoyment, optimize the most amount that you're going to get from it and understand that it's not a a case of, and we like to do this, we like to um, train specific protocols because we we can then see ourselves improve, but we can see ourselves improve anyway. We don't have, we just need to spend enough time working on these different traits in order to see that improvement. So um, if you want help with this, of course, links will be in the descriptions below for how you can work with rugby muscle. But thank you for listening to this episode. If you have enjoyed it and you haven't clicked five stars, or you haven't given us a review, haven't given us a thumbs up, please do those things. It really does help out. If you have any questions off the back of this, um, especially on specifics of stuff that you want to work on, let me know in the comments, either on Spotify or on YouTube. Stay tuned for future episodes. Go back and listen to other previous episodes if you haven't done so already. Hit subscribe and I'll catch you guys in the next one.